This podcast is solely for the attention of institutional, professional, qualified or sophisticated investors and distributors. Hi everyone, this week I would like to speak about a report on the economics of biodiversity that has just been published and which could mark an important step in raising awareness about biodiversity issues. This review, the Das Gupta Review, entitled Economics of Biodiversity, has been conducted by the economist Parta Das Gupta of the University of Cambridge and could become the biodiversity equivalent of what the Stern Review was for climate. As a reminder, the Stern Review, which has been uh, entitled The Economics of Climate Change, was also commissioned by the British government and has become a benchmark on, on the subject. It is very clear that uh, the scientific community has alerted public opinion for years or decades about the destruction of biodiversity and ecosystems, especially about the fact that we are experiencing the sixth mass extension of species. That is to say, a relatively short period during which at least 75% of animal and plant species disappear. But it is also true that the interactions between the economy and ecosystems are still relatively little known. This is the whole point of the Das Gupta review, which is a bit monumental and which sums up all the knowledge on the topic. The report shows in particular how nature was only taken into account in models of economic growth and development from the 70s. The idea at the time was that human ingenuity would make it possible to go beyond scarcity of natural resources or even that the biosphere was an entity totally separate from, uh, from the economy. As you can imagine, the idea is completely, this idea is completely destroyed by the, the report, which details the interactions between nature and the transport we use, the homes we live in, the tools we use in our factories and offices, and so forth and so on. It, it also shows the immensity of the services rendered by uh, nature to humanity. One of the central points of the report is that the economy shows no view nature as an asset, and this has major implications for economic analysis. Nowadays, governments and statistical institutions gauge the economic performance of states by measuring the GDP, the gross domestic product, but the GDP does not take into account the depreciation of assets and therefore does not take into account the degradation of environment. By the way, the G of GDP mean, means gross and indicates that what is measured is the gross output of final goods and services, not output net of depreciation of assets. The Dasgupta review thus demonstrates that in order to, to be able to, to judge whether the, the economic development of a country is sustainable or not, it is necessary to adopt a system of national statistics which measure wealth in an inclusive manner, that is to say, taking into account nature. By the way, Desgupta points out that the economist uh, uh, Adam Smith's major work was called the wealth of nations and not the GDP of nations. This review expect, uh, explains, however, that nature has features that differ from uh, produced capital goods. In particular, while capital goods are immobile, natural resources are mobile sex fly, wind, uh, wind blows, and so forth and so on, which makes it difficult to appropriate them and gives the illusions that they have no limit 
And this is probably one of the reasons why economic agents do, do not assign them market prices that correspond to their social worth. In particular, this is a, a subject on which citizens will increasingly demand, demand account of companies that exploit natural resources. The conclusion of the Dasgupta review is that there is a need for a Marshall Plan for the world economy to undertake large-scale uh, changes so that the demand on the biosphere returns to sustainable levels. Awareness of these issues, of the issues related to biodiversity, does not only concern economists. Indeed, the financial sector is increasingly interested in the risks associated with the destruction of biodiversity. For example, the Dutch Central Bank, a pioneer on the, on the subject, indicated in 2020 that financial institutions exposed to, uh, were exposed to physical risk when financing activities depending on ecosystem services, but also to reputational risks uh, when, uh, if they, they finance companies harming disproportionately biodiversity. Obviously, the same reasoning applies to climate change. In the end, it seems more and more obvious that economists will have to take uh, nature and biodiversity into account better and better in their models, but they will not be the only ones, as uh, investors will have to do the same. Thank you and talk to you next week. All comments and analyses reflect CPR AM's view of market conditions and its evolution according to information known at the time. As a result of the simplified nature of the information contained in this document, that information is necessarily partial and incomplete. Thank you.